Hey team, this is Grant David Collins and welcome to Basement Philanthropy, a place for people who do not want to wait until they're rich or retired to create meaning, impact, and connection with their money, regardless of the amount. On this episode, we're going to be exploring the long-term impacts that a single individual can have on this world. So let's get started. Although it is getting better, teachers are some of the most underrated givers in our society. And when you think about how much compensation most of these teachers get when compared to the impact they provide, it's a pretty sad story. But coming from a family of teachers, I know that there is more to this line of work than just compensation, which is why there are so many teachers in our communities and societies. And as I look back on my journey to get to being involved with giving and philanthropy, it is full of teachers who saw themselves as being bigger than just a paycheck. And so on this episode, I want to express this idea around how one person can make an exponential impact by talking about a teacher that I had in college and the impact that this individual has had on my life and on the life of a few fellow classmates, Peter Cook and Jared Payne. We're going to be talking about our English professor, Kendall Grant. But even though you likely did not have this particular teacher, you're going to be able to see this bridge or this connection between a single individual thinking of themselves as someone who can create impact in this world and the exponential impact they actually create by starting to act around that, that it is absolutely worth sharing with you. I think you're really going to enjoy this conversation I had with a few of my old college classmates over eight years after we took the actual class. So let's get into it. Maybe to start off with, I'd love to hear just when you hear the name Brother Grant and you hear about the English class that we took together, what's like the first thing that comes to your head when you recall back in your memory that class in college? For me, I'm like, I'm just thinking back about how that was definitely not what I expected. <laughs> like I just was going to go to English class. Like I was the fr- first semester, like I'll just sign up for an English class. And uh, that's not like, it was something I wasn't expecting to like be so connected to like a class that, about English. <laughs> yeah. The first thing that came to my mind, honestly, was like PTSD in a good way, if that makes sense of like, when we first had that class, he would give us an assignment that felt like he was hammering us. Like, do you guys remember? It was like, what, 20, 25 page paper that we had to write in the first week or two of the that class. Week, like, yeah. And I was like, what the flip is this teacher trying to like get us to drop right away? Was it just some kind of like weeding mechanism that he was trying to utilize? Um, but then he would like take us to the ropes course. And then he would have us to like memorize all this information. And then he took us to his house and made like pancakes and stuff. And so it felt like whiplash going back and forth and back and forth. But 
you guys are absolutely right that it did create this camaraderie that I I don't think I saw in any other class after. And it kind of set a different expectation going forward for all of my classes afterwards, which unfortunately were usually kind of let down after that. But yeah, um, it's kind of a bummer that it's the first semester class that we have and it's like the greatest class of all time. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, I remember the one of the first experiences that really proved to me that it was going to be different was the name experience that we had. I don't know if you all remember this, but basically we we walked into class and uh, Brother Grant said that if we could memorize everyone's name and the proper spelling of their first and last name, that and everybody got 100%, that everybody would get an A in the class. And we had like three days to do it. And I don't, I think we fell short by like a couple students or whatever. But the funny thing was, is that he always had like these incentives that we thought we were going to school for, like an A or whatever to like motivate us to do something. But from my experience, he always had something on the back end that was the real purpose of what was, what was going on, which is like, hey, if I get everybody to know the names of each member of their class, I'm going to be able to create a really incredible learning experience. And in the off chance that they get this, like that's, that's going to be great because they're going to be all committed to learning for the rest of the semester anyway. But that was, that was kind of the experience that kind of set the tone for me in, in his class. Well, for sure. And I remember like years later, two years later, three years later, walking around and I was, I would see somebody and I knew their name and I knew, and I knew that they knew my name and like, I could go talk to them where, other, you know, this happens too in other classes. You're like, oh, that was that one guy that used to sit behind me in that other class. I don't know who that guy is, you know, but I recognize him. But with us, it was like, oh, that's Grant or that's Peter. That's so-and-so. And I can go talk to them. And they were, they were going to talk to me too. It wasn't like one-sided thing. It almost reminds me of like those experiences you hear people going through boot camp for the military and the group they were with when they graduated, they're like, oh man, we went through that together and you form this camaraderie because of that. I feel like I felt that not just from the name game, but from everything else that we had to go through in that class of like, oh, Jared did that. Grant did that. I still, I, I might, I, I still have someone at med school with me here. Do you guys remember Joe Belknap in that class is oh, at yeah. med school with me here? No way. And so, yeah, I, those connections have played with me for the last eight years of my life, everywhere we've gone. And so and they've always stuck out because, oh, we did that together. We had that experience. Yeah. And the the experiences that he pushed out there that were quote unquote English, let's just do a huge air quotes around English. And and they really were like they they were on topic, but like just created so many different experiences, uh, pushed me just way outside of my comfort zone. Like I remember one of the assignments, I don't remember the whole backstory behind it. But Jared and I like wrote an entire song together and then we had it recorded, professionally recorded. And that's what we turned in for our assignment. Like it was like this entire huge thing that I would have never done for another class. But like here I was, I was in, you know, this random dorm room with Jared and somebody I didn't know recording this song that we had created over the weekend because we had some assignment in English class. Like it was just insane. Do you guys still have the recording? I'm sure. Yeah, I think I still have the recording. I'll I'll probably play a little clip in the in the in the podcast just because 
it was it was really well done like it was it was a great song like it wasn't like just this thing that we threw together to to turn in something like we were actually committed to doing it in a way that was like good well i remember for me the coolest thing about that class um was that just like you're saying is that the assignments the projects were so open-ended that they could be meaningful to each of us so uh one of the things that i did was i i think it was my maybe for the final project or i don't remember exactly what it was but it was uh, i wrote like a biography about this lady back home that i knew who had cancer and she like overcame cancer and all this just amazing life and such a positive person and so like i interviewed her and just like a crazy life and just everything that that she had gone through and i put it all together in this whole book it's like a 20 page i mean you know it's got pictures and, and like a life story thing and i presented that to her and and like i don't know we had like 10 or 20 copies to her grandkids and things like that and i'm like half the time you just write an essay and you turn it in and then you never look at it again but this was like something like to hold on to and it was like i mean i could again same with the song i could find that i have it on my computer i have it in my bookshelf somewhere you know as a uh, more of a memory not like an a plus or anything like that yeah he really was like just trying to find ways to help us experience different part of connecting with people and learning more about ourselves too like you were talking about that biography about that lady jared i was thinking about that first assignment when we had to write that big um essay it was about ourselves and it was essentially writing that self-biography. And I remember he told us that we could um, take pages away if we had other people write information about us. I don't know if you guys did that as well, but I reached out to like my family and my roommate at the time. And I asked them, hey, can you write some little blips about me? And I'll throw this in my assignment. This way I have to write 15 pages and you write a paragraph or something like that to help take the assignment less off of me. And uh I ended up hearing some stories and experiences and, and things that what people thought about me that I couldn't have comprehended up like any, any other way, things that you just wouldn't say to somebody in person or to their face. And it's like he was trying to get us through that invitation to just make connections and, and to establish those and to solidify and deepen those too. Yeah. And I feel like he was so concerned with us understanding what the true purpose of school was. And I think that that was a really great thing that happened because it was the first semester of college was I started to look at learning completely different. You know, I came in with this mentality of, you know, come in, get a good grade, move forward, you know, whatever. And then his class like almost made me reconsider how I was approaching the rest of my schooling. And it, it doesn't mean that every single class I had this new approach, but I think in in general, when it came to learning, like that really set the tone for my college experience and my continual love for learning to this day. Like some of the books that we read in his class are still some of my favorite books today. Like I still read them like Tuesdays with Maury and The Agony and the Ecstasy and uh, Seed Folk. Like these, these books that were just like had a pretty profound impact on my life one thing that I wanted to get into specifically uh, in our discussion today was um, the experience around the book Seed Folk. So do you both remember what happened um, that day in class? 
Uh, you texted me. I can't remember what okay. that was about. Did you remember? You're gonna have to refresh it. You're gonna have to refresh it. Yeah, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll give you both a kind of refresh. This is, this is pretty crucial to the work that I'm doing today with philanthropy. So I remember it quite well. So it was one of those days where we walked into class and the room looked different. And this happened quite a bit. Like the room was always changing. The desks were always in this like different arrangement depending on what we were doing that day. And I remember that the room was in this circle. It was all the desks were turned inward and there was this stack of books. And uh, at the beginning of the class, uh, Brother Grant passed out a copy of this book to each one of us. Uh, the book is called Seed Folk and it's about 65 pages long. It's not that long. And throughout the course of that class, we took the entire class reading that book out loud to each other as we worked around the circle, like we would take a page or um, a paragraph. I don't remember exactly how long, but basically the book is about a small girl who goes into this junk lot and plants some lima beans. And then from these different perspectives, each chapter is from a different perspective. It shows how this one act of planting lima beans lima beans for her father turns into this huge neighborhood garden that brings together like this this uh this whole neighborhood in this part of town that people have kind of forgotten about and they weren't really getting outside of each other and then all of a sudden this one act causes this huge thing to occur and at the end of the reading Brother Grant looked at us and said, like, I want you to create something that does that same thing. And I think that our group, and I believe, Jared, that you were a part of the group that I was in, I believe that we did something like BYU I Give, and we wanted it to trend on Twitter. That was like our, our thing. And basically, we like hand out these slips to have people do things of service that day, um, or a couple of weeks later or whenever the project was due. But that wasn't really the thing that, that stuck out to me. It was just this connection that he made for me that was like, hey, you don't have to be this huge philanthropist to create good in the world. And as I look back on my life now, I've, you know, I've been working in philanthropy and um, in microphilanthropy specifically for like six years now. Like I can see that moment in class as one of the catalysts to me starting to make the connection that, hey, not only can I do this, but what would happen if I started to get out and help other people make that same connection, that they do matter, that regardless of how rich or talented or how many resources they have, like they can create a huge impact in this world. And so for me, like I look back on that moment, like that was, that was life-changing. Like I'm doing something almost full time now with philanthropy and giving. And one of the reasons that I'm doing that is because of that day in English class. For sure. Yeah. I, re I definitely remember like reading the book together and like how that, you know, that I, I want to find it. I'm sure I have it around here somewhere, but uh, reread that because yeah, it was that idea. I remember like each, you know, you do one act and, and maybe you have your perspective and then someone else has their perspective and there's someone else that's a bystander or whatever, or, or someone else who's, who, you know, experiences that years later that you never thought would actually, you know, 
connect to that, but you just never know where your, you know, your good deeds are going to go. I, I don't remember reading the book, unfortunately. I'm sure it was great. I'll have to go back and find <laughs> it and read it as well. But I actually do remember your project, the BYU I Give. Um, and I remember it in part because you remember there was one day you and I were walking from class, Grant, and Kayla King came up to us, invited both of us to participate in student support on campus, which I guess for those that may be unfamiliar, it, it was just kind of a service organization focused on like new students or at-risk students that you could reach out to and assist with. And I don't know if that was an instigator in it, but I remember talking about you with leading into that conversation with her. Yeah. And, and I don't know why that has stuck with me for the last eight years now, but I remember seeing that hashtag and probably going on and, you know, clicking the like or whatever I needed to do to do my my philanthropy, you know, the click philanthropy or whatever it was to try and support that and try and get it to to trend or move further. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely can see that the seed that was planted, at least from that class, has played a big role in my life. Yeah. And isn't it interesting that you called Kayla by her full name, Peter, Kayla King. That's just amazing <laughs> that you remember her name. You already heard Joe Belknap. As soon as you said that, I had other names come to mind. I was like, oh, crap. How are those still in there? Yeah, it's it's crazy. And what's funny is that later on, Peter, you and I spent a significant amount of our college experience involved with that service organization on campus. We were, you know, worked for it or volunteered for it or were involved in one way or another. And uh, all of those connections that that happened, uh, because really one man decided that his influence or impact on the world was going to be being more than just an English teacher. He was gonna teach more than just an English class. And man, if, if the three of us are having this type of experience, like how many classes has he taught? How many people went through that same experience in one way or another and were impacted like that's when you start to see how big that influence can be um when a lot of people would say yeah it's just an english class like why is that so important if you were to see brother grant uh in the hallway somewhere some walmart or or, or somewhere meet up with him um I'd love to go around and, and, and see what you would like say to him. Like, what, what would it be that you would say to him after maybe having this conversation, thinking about what type of impact? I can, I can answer that first if you want, Jared. Yeah. I have, honestly, I'd like to know where it stemmed from, like how he compiled all the things that we did. Cause I like, like we've had so many different things come up. I was just remembering as well. He had us like, you remember that game where we had to do where we had to like carry each other across the room and it was like kind of like the floor is lava but people were like using each other's backpacks you can only walk across once and i was like how on earth did he come up with all these little things that integrated together so well to create that experience that lasts for so long and that planted that kind of seed of like who was it in his life that inspired him to start doing those things that started him in acting that way and teaching others in that way um because I know we're propagating it farther, but you want to try and go back and find out where was his seed planted from, I feel like. Yeah. 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 What a, what a great question. Jared, what, do you, what about you, man? No, I was thinking a similar thing of like asking about that and then asking of him, like how I can 
take a similar approach, you know, in life of, of like finding a deeper meaning, finding more, you know, instead of just checking off the boxes, the mundane, like lifestyle, like to really take a bigger picture. And then I would just like tell them a few things that, that I remember, like that we've kind of talked about, about the class, just because I think he would appreciate, you know, me remembering like, oh, hey, I wrote this biography for this lady that really was, you know, moving, or I wrote this song, you know, different things that, uh, that I remember, because I think that would, he would like that. Boys, it's, uh, it's good to, good to be with both of you. It's, uh, love, love what you're creating in your life. And I'm happy that, uh, we were all able to kind of come together, uh, just to, to chat and to, to kind of reconnect about something that has obviously had an impact, um, for all of us. Yeah, seriously. You guys got to send me uh, that recording. I got to have the flashback or whatever it was. If you find that, shoot me an email or something. I want to hear that again. Yeah. yeah. We'll pull I, it up. Do you remember what it was called? Do you remember what the song was called? Yeah, it was called Rise to the Call. That's it. That's it. Because it was based on a, a, a like a devote or a message that the, the president of the university had gave. Yeah. And we like, like we, we took like text from his, from his message. That's right. That's right. Yeah. The, uh, the, it starts out like, you're brilliant composing Jared Kim. What awesome. would have happened if Joseph never prayed in a grove of trees? What would have happened if he had never fallen down upon his knees? There are times when we feel like we can't go on, but if we look to the sky, He'll make us strong. We must arise to the call and stand forever. Although we may feel small, we have Christ as our center.